Welcome to the Below Average Gentleman Podcast with your hosts, Wes, Jeff, and Will. July 28th, Bagmen coming at you. I'm your host, Wesley, co-host Jeff here in studio. Uh-huh. Joined, rejoined by newly healthy co-host, Weddle. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're hey, back. How good does it feel to have all three of us live in studio at the same time? It's like the good old days. Several episodes since we've yeah. been uh, all three of us together here at Studio 1A. And uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at Wesley B-A-G, at Twin Thunder B-A-G, at Weddle B-A-G, and at Bagmen Pod for the podcast Twitter handle. And then uh, I think we might have some episodes coming up with uh, maybe maybe Fiverr coming back on. Sure. Yeah. Sure. He earned his keep last week. He it was knocked a nice it out of the episode. Park. He knocked it out of the park last week. I was, uh, Sir. I was proud of him. Did well. Jeff might be on a little hiatus for... Oh, yeah. I, I forgot. You guys are going to miss my beautiful voice for a couple weeks while I'm gone. I'll be, I should be here next week, though. The, we have guys on hot standby. All right. The first, first and foremost, last week, Weta wasn't here to celebrate the Kyler Murray contract news. $230.5 million, $160 million guaranteed for five years. Mm-hmm. It's more like now looking at it, I guess it's more like a seven-year contract type thing. Mm-hmm. So the then we got some news through the week. The fine print. The fine print, yep. somebody released it. I cannot imagine that the Cardinals wanted that released. I can't imagine, uh, you, you know, K1's team wanted that released. Mm-hmm. That there's a clause in it. Essentially, people, for lack of a better term, people can call it the homework clause. Mm-hmm. And he's required to do four hours of film study, and it even expressly states in there he can't be watching TV or playing video games during his film study. Independent study. <laughs> um, yeah, it is what it is. Like, I'm all right with it. Like, like he, he had a good press conference today wearing a shirt that said in giant letters, easy money, which I thought was kind of comical. But, I mean, it is what it is. Dude. Like, I'm not worried. Like, this is a guy. Did, did, did you guys see his press conference today? Like, yeah, like, well, like his resume. Like, if people think that he's done all this, like, not working hard, like, Nah, man. Like, whatever. The guy likes to play video games. Like, I'm not concerned about it. Is it? Is it a? It's a. It's a two three day story that's gonna get made fun of, and people are gonna talk shit about him. But at the end of the day, like, it is what it is. Man. Did you? So, someone on Twitter put out a graph of how good Kyler's stats are up until the release of Call of Duty each year. Oh come on! Dude. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> so after the release of Call of Duty each year. You know, he's trying to do three 360 no scopes and stuff, and then his stats go way down. Or their genius <laughs> their genius head coach they have continues to run the same place throughout the year instead of, you know, switching it up. I just thought that was funny. That Someone was on Twitter put it together like this is this is his stats before Call of Duty releases in November and this is his stats after. Two 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 reasons I'm not concerned about this. Uh uh this is a dude who's a who's a all time winningest quarterback. Uh, in in Texas high school football history, right? This is a, a Heisman Trophy winner, first team All American at Oklahoma. This is a Major League Baseball first round draft pick, uh, two time Pro Bowler, Rookie of the Year. Uh, no, I, I'm fine with it. You sound like you just requoted his yeah, entire yeah. press. I'm all in. I, you sound I, like a, you sound like a Mark. And two, no, no, it's <laughs> a wrestling term. And two, I'm not worried about it because uh, uh, did you guys not see the Arizona Cardinals tweet this morning? Nobody knows the playbook more. Then K1, bro. Kyler Murray. Compensating. Hey, 
Another thing that was in the contract, he's got to eat all of his fruits and vegetables before he can go outside. He's got he's to eat his Brussels sprouts before he can go play with his friends in the backyard. He's obviously pissed off about it. It's Honestly, the the whole Twitterverse going off all week, it's been great, dude. Like It's been funny. Yeah. A lot of funny memes, a lot of funny jokes about how he's not allowed to go outside. He's not allowed to play with his friends, so he watches TV. The best one I saw... Was the one sleeper put out of Squidward looking out the window watching Patrick and SpongeBob playing? It was saying Kyler mad he can't go outside with his friends until he watches film or whatever. <laughs> There's some funny ones, man. Yeah. Like it is what it is. It's a weird contract. It, it was more entertaining than anything. No, I'm not. I'm not overly worried about Kyler. Like he's, you know, he's taking a franchise that was that what they were a three win team before he got there, and you know. In his third year, took him to the playoffs. Unfortunately, like, you know, failed against the Rams. Yep. Maybe a little film study on that one would have helped. But the uh, – I mean, we lost against the Super Bowl champions, whatever. Dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys feel like – do you guys think this is the first time this has ever been something like this on a contract, or is this the first time that we hear about it? I – for a quarterback, I can't imagine there was too many of them that have had that in their contract. Yeah, I can't really see it I mean, being you, in a contract. And that's what kind of – it doesn't worry me, but there's a reason they put it in there. Like, if, if Jamarcus Russell would, would have got a second contract, this would have been bullet point 1A. Yeah. In, but, in, I, mean, in contract, can you, right? I mean, can you imagine them putting that in front of, like, Tom Brady? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the name that came to my mind was, was Big Ben. Big Ben, uh, notorious, not, not a big film, not a big study guy. I, I heard a sound by him several years ago, like him, like, mocking Peyton Manning for how much film he watches. I wouldn't be surprised if they had something like that. Well, one of the things that I kept seeing was there's like the conspiracy theorists saying they just put down the contract so they have something to fall on if this doesn't work out. Like, hey, look, you know, Kyler's an issue. He doesn't watch film, blah, 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 blah. This is why we put in the contract. This is why he's not good anymore. But I mean, and and then it goes to, I mean, good luck. Good luck trying to, you know, prove everything about it. Because like. With no, the, you're never going to make your I mean, money off of it. Literally, with the money Kyler has, he could hire me to sit in there, and I'll sit there and fast forward and reverse on his iPad. And, <laughs> like, No, I just mean, like, it's just an excuse for the Cardinals if it didn't pan out for him. So there's not a scenario, like, three years from now where you're like, yeah, Kyler Murray, breach of contract, <laughs> will not be paid this week's game check. I doubt it. No, I mean, then uh, all the camps got started. So, I mean, we started getting news and unfortunately started getting a couple injuries i think the the center for the buccaneers ryan jensen he was carted off the field did they i don't know if they gave an update on what it is but it did not look good for he's one i mean he's known as like one of the toughest dudes like yeah that's a that's a csu pueblo grad right there Uh, i mean (laughs) the widow of the nfl they said for him to hit the like he was hitting the ground with his helmet it must have been pretty bad because this is a guy he played through everything this is day day one of camp too, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's tough. That's tough. That that's a that's a big deal, man. Like that's a real important. Yeah, and and as of like you start to look at it for Brady, mm-hmm. and now up the middle on the Buccaneers line, it's possible they've lost Ryan Jensen. They lost they lost Alex Kappa, and then they lost their right guard to I think he retired, right? Mm-hmm. So that's three starters in the middle wow. that they lost. Yeah, I mean Tr- Tristan Worth. Worth is 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 the most important dude on that old line left tackle, but uh yeah, I mean you can anchor it all you want with yeah. your left tackle, but if yeah the next three down the middle, mm-hmm. I mean where are you going to line up your middle's open? Yeah, who's going to guard Aaron Donald? That's that's the the question. So <clears throat> injury news 
coming out of camp. The ones that got me more intrigued weren't the injuries. It was injured guys from last year that should have started on the pup that didn't. Like um, Michael Thomas, they were saying he was going to start on the pup, and then like he's running routes now. But the one that threw me off was James Robinson. He didn't start on the pup, and like, he had a serious injury. Mm-hmm. Like, is this is this dude? He's got to still be hurt, right? Like he got a he had a bad injury. It was Achilles, right? Yeah, and um, it was the end of the year. I yeah. think week. 16, 17, right? Yeah. So is is he a full goal? Like not being on the public? Like is he out there doing he's practicing? So I I don't know. I mean, I that's one of those where like even if they say he's not hurt, he's gotta still be hurt. But I mean that's like Cam Akers came back in the same season from Achilles. I mean Are these dudes blood relatives of Adrian Peterson? And they got that, that heel gene? Got that dog in them. Ooh, 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 ooh. I mean, I I just dog. think I think we're gonna see more and more of that as I mean Years ago, an ACL was a career ender, mm-hmm. and and I mean, typically now you see a player if he's torn his ACL, he may not be fully back the next year, but then the following year, it's you know they're usually like, mm-hmm. you know. so Saquon's back this year, right? I mean, if you just statistically you look at players the follow the year following an ACL, they don't, you know, it's yeah, yeah. you know, it's not as good. Odell Beckham tore his ACL in the Super Bowl, correct? And and he's trying to get a contract claiming he'll, he'll be back towards the back end of the season. Yeah, which is I I fully expect some team to snatch him up at some point and be ready. Like Yeah. I fully expect his career to be pretty much over. Easy. The uh I'm sure every, like going into camp, we all saw the pictures, the uh Russell Wilson, he gets out of his big truck wearing his own jersey walking into camp and I think it was the biggest question about that one was why are you wearing your own jersey? No, no one's ever seen any player wear their own jersey. Am am I on an island here? Like I I find every time I open up Twitter, dude, like there's there's a Russell Wilson thing in there that just like I find him incredibly unlikable. Broncos Nation, incredibly unlikable. Is is that just because I'm a Cardinals fan and I had to see him for ten years, like like eat us up? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I I just find him unlikable. Like he's not a dude that I'd want to hang out with. Like like if. Terrible interviews. He's boring. He's he's a cornball. Like I, I don't know, man. What yeah, I mean, I don't find. I mean, I guess I, I like I get that. Like, if it's a quarterback from your division, they're typically unlikable. Like I always thought Ben Roethlisberger was unlikable, but he was also a rapist. So. Yeah, he's he is unlikable. I, I don't know, dude. Like I hate Russell Wilson. He's in my division, but like I think Jimmy G's cool as fuck. Yeah, like he's I, in our division. I had no beef with Goff. Like I I, I got I mean Stafford. I don't I, have I don't have beef with Lamar Jackson. Like. He's he's in the. Yeah, hey, you're a big Lamar Homer now. Speak, I don't know what happened, but speaking of Lamar Jackson, did you see his quote this morning? Yeah, he nice he transition. Said, he's not a Lamar Jackson had a quote essentially saying they asked him like if the contract would be an issue with playing this year, and he said probably. Nice. At, he said at some point there is a cutoff line that it would be. So he he, he didn't specify as to a date, but Lamar Lamar wants paid, and I don't think he he doesn't want to sit there and play through. Like, does Lamar accept the identical deal without the the homework clause? Fuck yeah! Does does he take two hundred thirty point five hundred? He'll take two hundred thirty one with one hundred sixty one guaranteed. I mean, I I don't know, man. Do, do you think going back to this, if he had a legit NFL agent representing him, do you think this deal is done already? I think so. More than likely, he needs to get an agent, dude. And like, he ain't gonna fire his mom, bro. I mean, it's it's probably 
yeah, I'm sure it's affecting it quite a bit. Like, and because you got to sit in a room with, say it's say they're sitting in a room with his mom, and they're like, hey, you know he. He sucks at reading a cover two or cover three or whatever. And you like, no, no, he doesn't. Like you can talk to an agent straight up and be the throw the pros and cons, and it's it's nothing personal. But when you're sitting there trying to negotiate your own contract, and they're like, "Hey, hey, Weddo, you suck at this, you suck at that." And you're like, "No, no, I don't. Fuck you." Like you, but if you talk to the agent about it, it's just a normal conversation. And then there was a the, let I me mean, call it slander if you want. There, there was an unnamed NFL general manager that was quoted as saying. I don't give a blank if he wins 14 MVPs. I wouldn't want him being the quarterback of my football team. That's that's Is a that, pretty dumb thing to say. Yeah. It, like, why? Unnamed GM, because back to the, what? what's the knock on Lamar Jackson? Is electric, I know, but. The dude's an electric factory. But, I know, but, but if but you're when good. It comes, at, when it comes to, to, to throwing you down, down, down 14 in the second half, like, you're expected to throw yourself back in the game, like. That's the knock on it. People don't think he can do that. But if you're good I, enough to win multiple yeah, MVPs, no, I agree, I agree. you're good enough to win a championship. I would be pumped if Lamar Jackson was the quarterback of my NFL team. Like I, I love Jamal. Lamar. Dumb quote, but I'm just saying like that's how some of these. Yeah, I mean, if you feel. if you were the Seahawks, yeah, like you don't think they'd be ecstatic to have Lamar this year? I'm hearing a lot of good things about Geno coming out of camp, bro. <laughs> 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 I saw, can't even say it with a straight face. I saw there there was a I saw somebody did online some clown did a, their own quarterback tiers and there was like eleven tiers and tier twelve was it says both Seahawk quarterbacks <laughs> Drew Locke and and uh, Geno Smith hey, and they have such good receivers on that team and then and Noah fan like I could see a scenario where like because because DK is not practicing right like he's at camp but he's kind of sitting out because he wants a new contract. Would you be shocked if in a week, like it's announced, like, hey, he was traded for a first round pick to Atlanta? No, or, or something. You look at DK's numbers. DK's got pretty insane numbers mm-hmm. for his first. And and if you're Camp DK, like, be prepared because you're probably going to have the worst season of your career with these two hobos throwing you the football. That's why he's wanting that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's a business move. Dude. Like, he's he's not going to have a 14, 1500 yard. It's, season with that's Debo too with 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 Gino and and and, and Locke playing behind center right? No, there's no way, no, dude. No, the uh, the notable and now there's there's plenty of players at training camp and doing like what, a hold in as you would call it, right? Mm-hmm. Like yep. the DK, yep. the uh, uh, Debo. There's there's plenty of players doing hold ins. The notable holdouts so far from training camp, you have Roquan Smith mm-hmm. from the Bears, their li- star linebacker. Holding out Jesse Bates from the Bengals has not reported, and Orlando Smith, offensive tackle for the Chiefs, has the clock begun on these three gentlemen being fined, or is because no, none of them have signed tenders. The the, the the franchise tender, yeah. Are all three of these dudes franchised? Yes, In, to include Roquan. Yes. Hmm. I mean, that's a they're gonna eventually have to sign that sheet, right? They don't have to. They can just sit out the year, and they get franchised again next year. I doubt it because if 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 they sit out the entire season, they don't get paid, right? No, because they didn't sign it. So yeah, that just, would be dumb. Yeah, because if you get franchised, you're getting in the top percent of your position. And I think they have some. What was it like week eight or nine? They have to sign the front to be able to eligible for the season. They have to sign by then. How do the, you guys feel about the franchise tag, real quick? Because that that that's only been around what maybe twenty years. The actual franchise tag. I mean, I understand why it's there. It is kind of crappy. Yeah, because like, bummer. And you've seen it. We, I mean, we've seen it firsthand when it didn't work out with the. Was it Earl Thomas? Yep. He got hurt during the 
flipped off his coach as being carted off. But, you know, the... Who did it work out for? Kurt. Kurt Cousins. Yep. Bet on himself three times. Hey, hey, boys, you know, this job or the other job, give me a franchise tag, boys. I'll prove it every year. We'll, we'll get it done. I'll be in the top percent of money. You know, it's there for a reason. Yes, it's not the best for the players, mm-hmm. but they are getting compensated. Yep. And the players in today's game go around all these loopholes anyway with, no, I have three years left, but I want you to sign me right now. All this. And well, some some players it. have had different reactions to it. I mean, I remember when A.J. Green was franchise tag, and he said, well, and they asked him, what do you think about being a franchise tag? He's like, well, I don't love it, but I'm not turning down $17 million for the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's... I do think it's shitty when they franchise you multiple years. Yes. Like that happened to Kirk Cousins. It definitely ought to be a one-year maximum. like Because... Yes, especially players like running backs. So say a running back. Because that ruins their life, whole career. Yeah. Like, your, your shelf life is what? When you're 30, you're pretty much done in the league. 28. Okay, yeah. 28. So yeah. you get into the league at 21, 22. You do your five years or whatever. You you get one contract as a running back. The, like The average second, lifespan of a running back in the NFL is just over four years. Yeah. Yeah, so when you're a running back, you get your rookie contract, and then you get that big payday one time. Unless you get franchised two years in a row, and then after that second year, who's going to pick you up? Nobody. Well, that was the the Le'Veon Bell deal, right? And he really never got that second big time contract. One, well, no, no, he the he did with the Jets, correct? It wasn't that big. Yeah, and he ended yeah, up wasn't. he ended up getting a lot less money after that year he held out. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. See, Melvin should have just took the. Yeah, you you make a good point with the you 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 shouldn't uh, be able to be franchised twice back to back years. That's a. That's messed up, dude. That's pretty shitty. That's messed yeah. up. In, and I'm sure in the long run for some of these teams, like when they front, like I mean, I, I would assume with, uh, you know, someone like Jesse Bates where he's unhappy, he's franchise not signing the tender. I mean, it has to affect their decision to if even if the team ends up the next year offering them something good, they're like, well, I'll go to another team that'll offer me something comparable. Yeah, and and as as far as the trade go, like like like, what would he demand in a trade market? Because like nobody's ever trading two first round picks for a safety like 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 the stupid Seahawks did. What the Steelers trade for Minka? Minka. I think it was a first round pick that turned into, I don't know, like like the nineteen pick. It was a first round pick, though. But for you can't trade players for a franchise player, right? You can't include players for. I don't know. You you said it one time on the podcast. There's some kind of weird rule. You there was that sounds some bullshit. Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, like so a player can't be included in a in those trades. Hey, the the Bengals need to just re up Jesse Bates, dude. Well, I mean it's I know they drafted a guy. I but. mean it's too late at this point. And they've already I mean some and of course these teams are gonna do what they do is you know, the they get into training camp and even with the Bengals, so far they're saying Dax Hill, their first round safety they took, they're like, Oh, he looks phenomenal. Yep. I mean that's also part of the yeah. negotiation. Yeah, that's I mean that's like, and, and we're good. And if the know, Bengals yeah. do extend Bates, like they got to front load the shit out of that contract because we're two years away from Burrow being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Oh yeah, you're and right. We're three years away from from Chase being the highest paid receiver in the NFL. So if they do give him a two, three, four year deal, like they're gonna have to front load the shit uh, out of that contract, right? But we'll see how much these uh, where it looks like Apple's getting the Sunday ticket. The uh, See, I mean, we'll see how much these salary caps go up because, I mean, it depends, like, how much Apple's going to be pay- paying a year for this. <laughs> I th- thought you were talking about Eli when you said Apple. <laughs> <laughs> but the, Do they pay that guy, Eli? 
No, they gave him another one year. He's coming back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he graded higher than Marlon Humphrey. Really? Especially in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, hey, do you remember? So it came up again, that that clip where um, uh, Cooper Cup scores a touchdown right there at the end when the Bengals are up like three or four right there at the end. And the announcers are saying, hey, there is no possible way Cooper Cup gets the ball here, like actually gets it. Like the Bengals are going to double team him, lock him down, blah, blah, blah. And then they he still burns him, and it's like, God, like why is he like Apple over there? You guys hear, did you guys hear the quote from the, the Vikings GM? They're kind of trying to make that out to be a big deal. I, I don't really think it was a big deal. Uh, Vikings GM Adolfo Mensa uh, kind of talking, not talking shit, but he said that his biggest concern with his team is that they don't have a Tom Brady type of quarterback. What is up with all the Kirk Cousins hate? I don't know. Like, Do you guys like all, Kirk give Cousins? Give me all the Kirk Cousins stock this I like season. Kirk Cousins. Well, I mean, for fantasy, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we're not. These GMs aren't talking in fantasy terms. Yeah. What has Kirk Cousins showed that he can win when games are on the line? Sounds like somebody misses the old head coach. He wins games, though. Zimmer. No, you he sound doesn't. like Zimmer. You sound he like does Zimmer. He win games. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, he doesn't. He's famous for the, the, the third and nine completing a six-yard out and punting, right? That's that's kind of the, the knock on him. Doesn't stretch it. Doesn't take chances downfield. Well, he, he does. Great, great, he does great. something. But I'm saying, like, Game on the line, Kirk. Like we're not talking fantasy football. Fantasy football, yes. Give me, give me Kirk Cousins stock. Yep. Kirk Cousins is fifty nine and fifty nine and two as a starter. Right. Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but 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 what was the alternative? Like, like he's definitely a a a step up from from a Teddy Bridgewater who was there before him, right? I understand that. Yeah. But a five like you're are you seriously telling me as an NFL GM you're fine with your five hundred quarterback? Can, can I tell you a secret? Kirk Cousin, Pro Bowler this season. Write it down. Write it down. I don't hate it. Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler. He may get in the Pro Bowl on stats, not off wins. I love the Vikings over maybe more than any over-under in Vegas as, as we stand here today. What's it at? Was it eight and a half? I think so. Eight and a half? Pound that. Give me that. Yeah, it is eight and a half. And, okay, so what? the You have the Vikings and they might go nine and eight. Can I tell you another secret? Vikings, they're winning the division. Boom. Oh, Put hot myself takes. out the hot take. Hot they're, win, they're winning that division. And then they get into the playoffs and don't win anything. Well, I mean, there's only one team a year that gets to win the Super Bowl. Like, like the Vikings making the playoffs. I'm just saying, like, I agree with an NFL GM saying that they don't have a Tom Brady guy. Because if you're, like, if I mean, any, nobody has a Tom if Brady. If anyone takes offense to that. No. Then, I'm just saying that that's, that's it. That hit the new cycle, you know, early in camp. And, I mean, I like him more than more than most people. There's only one team know. that has a Tom Brady guy. And it's but I think Bucks. some people are looking at it from a fantasy standpoint. I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like him too in fantasy. I like I like Jalen Hurts in fantasy. But Jeff is, loves him. Is that, <laughs> but is that the guy you think is going to take you to the ship? I think in, so. Boys. In real NFL? I think so. I feel like if they win the division, it's an incredibly successful season on their part. Host a playoff game. I mean, the Eagles? No, the the oh. the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, if any any time you can win the division over Aaron Rodgers, it's a big deal, whether he lost pieces or not. And Aaron the- Nicholas Cage Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can we, are we going to talk yeah, about that? Go for it. Terrific. Shows up in a pair of Wrangler dungarees. Uh, white tank. White beater. White, white beater. White tank. 
hair, it wasn't a hair, tank top. That was a wife hair, beater. Tucked in with a leather belt, belt buckle, slow motion, flicking a cigarette. Con air. Combing his mustache, stroking his hair, threw his book bag at somebody. I'm not sure who caught it. He just dropped it. Yeah, what the hell is that about? Hey, like, I'm starting to think, like, I, I'll be honest, bro, like, I'm starting to think that like, he's just a hilarious dude. Right? Like the a whole time like it's awkward, just jokes. Like an awkward, funny dude. Like maybe he just goes home and he's like, Do you guys see that? How hilarious I am? <laughs> right? And then what he said about uh, Alan Lazard. Yeah, going from. Uh, go ahead. It, the, the quote was first from Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams said something about, yeah, going from uh, Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback, blah, 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 something. Mm-hmm. And then, so Aaron Rodgers gets asked about his receivers. He's like, yeah, you know, going from <laughs> Hall of Fame wide receiver. Devontae Adams to Hall of Fame wide receiver Alan Lazard, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's trolling. And then he he's paused trolling. for effect so, like, the media could laugh. Yeah. And then he continued answering the question. I Like, I don't know, dude. Aaron Rodgers season, like, he's hilarious. Are, now, going into that, I mean, what's your worry level with Alan Lazard being the number one? Extremely high through the roof panic mode. I'm, I know you got Aaron Rodgers, but holy shit, they don't have no wide receivers. Aaron Jones is by and, far their best wide receiver. And by, he plays running back. And so far, by all accounts from camp, they're not too happy with their draft pick yet. Weird. That's the that's the D one double A kid, right? From from. Uh, but yeah. that's Rogers' fault, right? Didn't he say that's who we wanted? I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, they've got to give it time. But but I'm, you I, have Week One Sammy Watkins. He's already on the pup, right? Week one, Sammy Sammy Watkins is Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, he is. Right, he is. But yeah, I mean, I just I have pretty pretty high worry on the Alan Lazard front. Alan Lazard, <laughs> shout <laughs> out four string Joe. But you have, I mean, we've seen this time and time again. A good two, mm-hmm. the Juju, the Hushmanzada, Christian Kirk. No, I mean. Think about, but think about how many times we've seen this. You have a good number two. They go somewhere else because they're and Alan Lazard hasn't even gone somewhere else. Some of these guys go other places because they want to be a one, mm-hmm. and when they're when they're forced into the one spot, it's not good. Juju at one point I told I said it multiple. He did, he did say it. the Juju is the best two in the league, mm-hmm. and then he is not a one. When people start double covering Juju, he's done. Juju with Antonio Brown on the other side, phenomenal. Yes. TJ Hushmanzada with, with Chad Ochocinco on the other side, great. When You remember Hushmanzada when he went to Seattle yeah. to be the one? Wah, wah, wah. And, and now Juju will be up in Kansas City. We'll see if Sky Moore can take over like you know the take over one duties. I'm sure that's what Kansas City's hoping for. And maybe we see a little, you know, if you're putting coverage on Kelsey and Sky Moore, maybe Juju will be open a little bit more and have a decent season. Mm-hmm. You uh buying or selling Juju stock this year? I'm I'm Kansas up City. on it. I'm trending up. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm through the roof on no, it, but I'm, I'm not jumping around up to take him. But like, if it, he falls to me in the right round, I'm yeah. fine. It, I'm it, trending up. It's intriguing, right? Like, yeah. like to see what the offense is going to look like without Tyreek Hill. It is, and and you look at those other players that they have, other than Kelsey. Like, it doesn't feel that good. You know what I mean? Like Sky Moore, does that really move the trigger for you? Does you know? Who else? I got Valdez, Scantling. Does that really put it over the top? Not really. Like Juju feels like one of those guys that can be a possession wide receiver. Like he can get get a lot of targets. Those guys, those other guys feel like 
Hey, run as fast as you can on the field, and we'll run a post underneath. Well, and I'm sure I would assume what Kansas City's hoping is that Sky Moore and Valdez Scantling can back up the safeties. Mm-hmm. That way, Juju, Juju can be there in the middle. You know, him and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. The the yeah, I'm I'm in I'm intrigued with Juju. I like I said, I don't I don't mind if he falls to me in the proper spot. But no, I'm not jumping. You know, I'm not. You gonna, won't reach for him. No, I'm not going to reach ahead. Well, one good thing about Juju is we shouldn't be concerned injury wise anymore. He's he's practicing for the Chiefs day one. You know, he got hurt last year. Like we don't have any issues. He's still young. So and we forget Patrick Mahomes is arguably the bet one of the best guys in the league throwing the football. Someone's got to get those targets. And if you're a defensive coordinator right now and you're playing the Chiefs, what what is your very first thing you got to do? Kelsey. You're going to double up Kelsey. Kelsey. Right? Yeah. So it's going to open stuff up. We'd make terrific defensive coordinators. Oh, terrific. Did you guys see the, uh, the the quote from Bill Belichick this morning? Dude, I hate you and Mac Jones, dude. Like, <laughs> you love Mac Jones so much. No, it's a big deal. That, like, like in, in, the, in the New England Boston area, like, they're talking about it because he actually named his quarterback by his name. He said Mac is uh, trending upward. He did a tremendous job in the offseason learning the playbook, and he's taken big-time strides this time to where he was last year. So, I mean, when he had Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, he used to refer to him as the quarterback. He he, he rarely referred to him by his name. He's actually calling Mac Jones by his name. That's that's big news right I, now in Boston this morning. I mean, my... Uh, you know, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I said it last year was Mac Jones isn't the guy I want when you're down to, you know, two-score game. I think Bill Belichick saying something like that is more of him him adapting as a leader and, you know, the newer generation. You got to call him by name, stuff like that. Like, and it's still, they, you know, they brought in Devontae Parker, who's probably got Dog. a dog. He's probably got a little <laughs> left in the tank. But, I mean, between Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers, I mean, what? Yeah. That's a. I mean, they got two good tight ends that they don't utilize for some reason. I mean, we we I, I think like we talked about this last season. Like, is that the worst set of skill players, as, in in the league? No, currently no. No. Uh, last year it would have been the Lions. I'm trying to think. There's some bad. Um, what? There's some teams with some Swift with the running back for the Lions. The uh, Swift is better than any offensive weapon that. I thought, I thought we were talking like wide receivers, no, just, skill players, just everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm talking receivers, running backs, right? If it's not the worst, like it's latter part of the league, right? Yeah, probably. Because I mean, it's Damian Harris. He's okay, but the you know they got Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, mm-hmm. Ramondre dog taking most of the one reps. I read early on in camp, at least. Oh yeah. I was big on him last year. He was one of my guys I thought would be a sleeper breakout. And he had moments, dude. Like, he would rumble sometimes, get the ball. And then the thing is with Bill Belichick, though, is he never just wants to have a workhorse. He's Like, someone pisses him off, and it's, all right, let's rotate three, four guys. I make it a point to not to never have a Patriots running back on my fantasy football team. Like, that's, that's like, r- rule I've had for years. It's too unpredictable. Yeah, it is. Like, they're... It's unpredictable to wide receivers as well for years. Hey, James White with Tom Brady was nice though. I know, but it was it was inconsistent. But there would be games that do yeah, put up thirty I mean, points with catches, like like Corey Dillon. Like, is that the last one that? I mean, you rem- like you remember with 
even with Brady, it was trying to pick which wide receiver. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's having this guy's had a great game, and you put him in. Then it was like, oh, it's a completely different receiver the next game. Like, yep, yep, yep. And then uh, any other camp news? Anything big? I know we talked about Tom Michael Thomas off the pup list. Some guys are some guys started. I, it's not too much to worry about camp. Remember that camp pup list isn't season pup list. Camp pup list. Some of these guys are on it, and they're like, there's no worry for anyone on a pup right now. You wanna you wanna touch on the the Niners yesterday in press conference proclaiming that it's it's is the Trey Lance era. He's 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 QB one. Yeah, they didn't need a press conference for that. They already told Jimmy G he could go seek a trade. That, that hey, wasn't we given. We got to just do 30 more minutes of football, boys. Just keep just keep rounding off football <laughs> shit. That's what the people want. It's About football time, boys. Jamar Chase on the cover of GQ. Yeah. Real questionable. <laughs> <laughs> and then his, his own teammates were all spoofing him with all the pictures from GQ. It was pretty funny. Are you guys buying uh, uh, stock in uh, Trey, Trey Lance? From yeah, a, from a, from a football slash fantasy point, I am, dude. He's got high upside. He was drafted very For, high pick. What was he? Two, three, three. Mm-hmm. It depends how early by the time by the time you actually draft in fantasy, how early like how how early you have to take him. That's so. Don't I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way because I'm not saying he's this player. I'm not saying he's ever going to be this player. But I I like the Josh Allen comparison about raw talent like josh allen came out he was a small college wyoming all this stuff he was raw talent he comes out his first year i don't know if you remember it wasn't great disaster it was something not like a, great something like a 54 percent completion percentage or something like that right? they adjusted weird. his throwing motion he's got a rocket arm and he's got wheels trey lance has a rocket arm he's got wheels he's young he's a, according to everybody that's talked to him he's a smart dude the upside is there and Kyle Shanahan knows what he's doing. He, he's a great coach. The upside's there. And there's a reason he didn't play a lot last year. He's going to take his bumps, but I, I I'm definitely I like interested in the camp information from from San Francisco. And like I know we, you know, we joked about it and hated on the guy last year, but I'm still interested to see what goes on with Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. What I say today? Uh, the quote was, uh, he's going to have the season this year that people expected him to have last year. And I started off by saying, this is going to sound disgusting. Yeah. This and is going to sound disgusting. But I think Brandon Ayuk has the year he was supposed to have last year. Uh, other other camp battles that I'm really interested in is the Texans with Damon Pierce. I want to see Damon Pierce and Marlon Mack and how this shakes out. The another one that you have to watch closely because of how high he's getting drafted is with the Jets, Brees Hall mm-hmm. and Michael, Michael Carter. Now, Brees Hall, I think right now has been going in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. That you are you are putting a lot of stock in Brees Hall to take him in the fourth round, and when you don't know for sure if he's going to be, yeah. The and guy. the problem the problem you're going to have is if Brees Hall goes in and he's the one and two down running back, negative. Well, that's not good enough for a fourth round pick. Yeah, no. If Michael Carter's in there on third downs, like we're we have a problem. Yeah. And you guys, you guys know my take on Brees Hall. I I rant and raved about it a week or two weeks ago. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be the dude. But you're absolutely right. If you're taking a guy in the fourth round and you don't even know if he's going to be for sure the starter, 
That shit's scary, dude. Well, that that that's why it's it's so good to have your fantasy football draft like as deep into August as mm-hmm. possible, right? Because hopefully by that point you've you've seen it in preseasons, like 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 how, how many reps are taken in practice, and like if if he's a one, like by all means, yeah. But yeah, if, if he's playing carries, dude, that fourth round pick that's a that's a lot of capital to spend on a guy that's gonna maybe carry the ball what twelve times a game. Well, imagine these guys that Russell Gage has been everybody's sleeper in the world. And now Julio's there as a third. Hit the snooze button on that guy, right? Because like, that's yeah, we hadn't even covered Julio signing with the Bucks. Uh, like signed a one year, right? Yep. And so now you in that maybe a little bit of Godwin insurance mm-hmm. to you know get into the season with Julio, Mike Evans, and Russell Gage, mm-hmm. and give enough time. Godwin comes in, then there's not as much pressure on Julio. What what week did Godwin get hurt? It was it was the latter part of the season, correct? Yeah. It was late. So he's expected. Do do we know? Like, like do we have any? No, idea? I think. He, I mean, I'm pretty sure he started on pup, and that's one you just got to watch. He's gonna miss a few weeks. I'm telling you right now, he's gonna miss a few weeks. But what do we think about Julio? Like, is this you guys are super pumped for it, or it's like, eh, he's still he's on his way out. I don't really care because when this was mentioned to me, the and, and he's deeper in his career than Randy Moss was, but Randy Moss was falling off the edge of the world, and all of a sudden. He was, he scored the most touchdowns in a season. I'm, like Tom I'm Brady, a, I'm excited for the Julio thing. If the Bucks can figure out a way to get over Julio being touchdown allergic, mm-hmm. like he's never been a guy that got touchdowns. Yeah, was, and, is that a system thing with the Falcons? You in, think? I don't know. In you're talking like a six foot four, six five, whatever he is, six six. I don't know. Like he's mm-hmm. tall as hell, mm-hmm. and the. I mean, if the Bucks can turn him into, you know, he's the red zone target guy. Yeah, you know, give me a little bit of stock in that. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. That sounds pretty nice. You 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 made a great point with the with the with the the touchdowns. He has not had a double digit touchdown season, Julio Jones, since 2012. Like that that's wild, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. That the, year in 2012, he had a that was his number one fantasy season, huh? Uh. No, I mean, I mean 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. In, in uh, 2014, he had 1,600 yards, 6 touchdowns. Oh. Following year, he had 1,800 yards and 8 touchdowns. Oh. Like, no, and that's the thing. So many yards. He's, and that's where he's never been that, you know, red zone dude. Mm-hmm. And he's the size to do it. So, I mean, I would like to see the Bucks turn him into that. Like, So when does Tom Brady sign Megatron, too? Like it just feels like everybody's <laughs> on board with Brady. So what about uh transitioning since we're already talking about the Bucks? Fournette coming into camp apparently at two sixty. He's already back down to the two forty five weight he played at last year. But for a few days there's a lot of talk where Bucks coaching staff was pissed off. I liked how I liked how what Fournette did though. He leaned into it. Yep. Like he posted he was posting pictures of his head cut out, put on like Fat dude's bodies. <laughs> he did He did the, the reverse Kyler, right? Kyler took offense and had a press conference defending himself, and this dude ran with it and said, you want to make fun of me? Like, fine, I'll make fun of myself. The best The best one I saw was because you can completely take it out of context was all these people saying stuff, they would never say it to your face. And if, like, if you didn't know he was a football player, and then he goes, just wait for 9-11. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I like, saw that. Like, the context there, like, somebody that's not a football fan, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> Just wait to see what happens on 9-11. <laughs> uh, speaking of injuries, do we know, do we know, uh, uh, damn it, what's his name? 
Rams, Woods. What's 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 the deal with Robert Woods? Speaking of injuries, he's, he's good to go. Not on the Rams. Uh, well, I, I I I know, but he's he's with Tennessee now. But is, is he is he on a pup list? Is he is he practicing? As full far goal? as I know, he's good to go. Uh, his his buddy rookie Traylon Burks. There's been a lot of talk about you know asthma and all this shit. That that's a he's fine. That dude's fine too. Like the guy played college football. He can't be that big of an issue. And the the Texans couldn't catch a break on. Oh man, their rookie wide receiver got leukemia. Yeah, second round trip. Michi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. He, the the good thing is, I read an article that said that he's it's the most uh, curable type of leukemia he has. So ho- I mean, he's out for the year. Like like I mean, hopefully he's healthy enough to. I mean, at start his career because he he didn't even get to do that. I heard he got into contact with Mike the Healer, so he's gonna be good to go. <laughs> Doctor Strange, <laughs> rub some stones on him. So yeah. if 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 Godwin, what are we? So if Godwin's back, say middle of the year, does 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 he have more or less value than than uh, uh, New Hopkins is going to be out six games? Uh, less, less you think? Yeah, because even if he comes back middle of the year, I mean, like we said at the beginning, guys with torn ACLs don't seem to be fully back that first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Hopkins just has to sit out six games because he cheated on a test. Like he's not hurt. He's going to come back and he's. Kyler's number one receiver every year. They're going to force feed him targets. If you, we talked about this. We did a mock the other day, I mean, and somehow Hopkins was in the seventh round. Yeah. If you can draft him in the seventh round, sit on him for six weeks, you're good to go. It, and Hopkins, you're talking, he might come back after six weeks into the season. You might actually get to play Hopkins without a questionable tag. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be fresh as fuck. Yeah. So his 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 ADP <laughs> he's uh, questionable every game every, every year. But he always plays. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins ADP right now is is 73. Right? So are 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 you comfortable reaching for that? Maybe. Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah, like like where yeah. what's what's the earliest you take him? Uh, probably a little too early for me, but like 5th round, like 5th round's a little early. 6th, 7th round? Would you be would you be comfortable having him as your second wide receiver on your fantasy football team? No. No. So he he'd have to be your third. I mean, really, if you can if you have players where he can you can be five hundred when he comes back, yeah. you're probably doing all right. But my thing is like if, if I draft, say my first five picks, I've got two or three running backs, two or three receivers, and then I got Hopkins sitting on the bench, I'm happy. Cause as as I'm 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 looking at the sleeper ADPs right now, Chris Chris Godwin is a sixty one ADP and Hopkins is a seventy three. Oh no way. Yeah. Uh, Godwin might miss more than six games. Yeah, we we really don't know, right? No, his injury was what an ACL. Yeah, but I mean, we're also at the, I mean, we're at the beginning of training camp with like yep. ADPs right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like none of this means nothing until. But we gonna talk about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> once we get, once you get towards the end of August is when you start shaking out some real ADPs because I mean I'm sure we'll have better news on, on Chris Godwin by then. Well, speaking of fantasy football, why don't you give the mem- the the people a little insight on that? That Bagman trade that went down in our league yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I traded. Uh, Give me the deets. So, so sleeper's better than all your formats because you can do this. Way better. Now, go ahead. Continue. So I ended up, I traded my first round pick for four string Joe's second and third round pick, and I gave him my first and my eighth pick. Mm-hmm. So and essentially, Wes won't draft in the first round. Yep. Four string Joe will draft at spots number five and six. So he's got two first-round picks, and then he doesn't pick again until the fourth round. Wes is opposite. Wes doesn't pick in the first round, 
but he picks twice in the second round, twice in the third round. So depending on who you ask, there's like mix on like who won, who lost. It's way too early to tell. Like we'll no, see. I mean, and part of doing it is like I was just interested to see how it turns out. That's yeah, the, like that's the gambler in you. Yeah. And it, and it's badass that sleep. And and as soon as the trade went through, sleeper automatically changes all the picks. So we even when you do mock drafts, you can mock draft from the exact same picks you have. Yeah, which is awesome. It was pretty fun. So your 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 first two picks will be, what is it like like seventeen and eighteen or something like that? Sixteen, seventeen, something like that. Sixteen, seventeen. Okay. I mean, you're looking at, you know, for four string Joe, he's got two picks in the first round. Obviously, yep. He's looking at he's gonna have two studs on his team. Five he's gonna six. have like a, say, an Eckler, Henry, or Henry Cup, something. You no, know, whatever, dude. Doesn't Najee, whatever. You get whoever you want. But the thing is, like, you, they better, they better hit, dude. Because once you get, you draft two guys, you're not picking again until the fourth round. You're you're waiting a long time, and then. But on the other hand, you look at Wes, like, yeah, it sucks, dude. You're not picking in the first round, like that fucking sucks. But he should have more depth. Like so, he should have more depth on his team. I get, I get time to drink a beer. So so just like you guys essentially show up twelve minutes late to the drafts and be okay, right? Oh, yeah. like, like 12, 15 like, minutes. Like 30 minutes. So, Wes so, can be over there taking titty shots and shit while, <laughs> while everyone's drafting in the first round. So, so Forstring Joe now has the, having the fifth and sixth pick. Like, who's to say he won't take a, a Cooper Cup at five and a Justin Jefferson at six? Like, what does that roster look like? Hey, there might be a world where I did that. What, is that, what, what does that roster look like? Uh-huh. And knowing Forstring Joe, there's a world where he flips one of those picks into something else. <laughs> right? Like, we might be talking tomorrow about how this dude has the fifth pick and then like two picks in the second round all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he's got more picks than anybody else. Sleeper makes the possibilities endless, right? Yeah. Yeah, like say this from, say from his sleeper. scenario, like he went to someone else and offered them the same thing and then went took two of those ones and ended up with like, you know, he starts trading away everything. and Yeah, and, and by this time next year, Wes might be the... The Los Angeles Rams and not have a first round pick for the next ten years. You might just give them up. Weta was already trying to trade me picks for next year. I'm like, hey dude, this isn't dynasty. Like, we can't do this shit. Like he's like, he's like, I'll give you my second and third round pick for your first, and then I'll also give you my third round pick next year. <laughs> and 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 I'll tell you part of the I know we we flirted with uh trading picks last year. Mm-hmm. People and got scared. People people got scared out of it, you know, un, with you know being unsure how mm-hmm. it would go. And I mean, part part of me, the intrigue got to me, and I just want to see how it goes. Well, even when you guys, when the trade went through, and I had to approve it, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, if I was on Joe's side, would I be happy? Would I not? And I was like, that's I pretty. Think, honestly, like it's one of those trades. I think you're it's even. You're happy either way. Uh-huh. You can you can find a, you know it makes you uncomfortable. It, I'm sure the trade made both sides uncomfortable, and that's a good trade, right? Well, yeah, yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like I looked at it from both sides and was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty cool if that happens." But oh, that could be bad. And I did that with both sides, yeah. and it, it is a fair trade. Essentially, what happened is like if we would have already drafted, you traded your first round pick, your best player for his second and third best player. Essentially, yeah, and. And you're just putting, I'm trying to put more stock into, okay, I like 
two twos and two threes, I can build that core five real quick. Well, and what's fun about it is if you like you didn't make the trade after all these players have been drafted. So at this point in time, you making the trade already, you get to dictate what your team looks like instead of saying, Oh, what will my team look like if I trade for James Conner? No. I'm confident in myself enough where I think I can build a good team right yeah. here in those spots, which makes it fun. Yeah, definitely interesting. It's it's good for the soul to put yourself in uncomfortable positions from time to time. <laughs> and not not only that, but that I, I told somebody this. I was like, that's how you know everyone's so fucking excited for fantasy. We're making trades before we even draft. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's like, hey, I'm bored. We got to do something. We got to make a trade. Well, like, and that was, I mean... And it sounds stupid. That was part of the reason you. I just like, like. Let's see what happens. When it's never happened before. I mean, you can't get last two years in a row, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> that might make me not want to do a trade like this. Again. Well, what's gonna happen is no matter what happens, if your team, Wes, if your team is the best team in the league and you win the ship, or if you have the worst team, or if you have a middle team, whatever, no matter what happens, you're going to a, account that for the trade. You're gonna say. I won the championship because I made a genius trade. Or you're going to be like, I got last place because I made a yeah. shitty trade. Right? No matter what happens, you guys are going to have some kind of fallback. Well, and, and just like, it's how fantasy goes. It doesn't matter. Like, I could pick two awesome players in the second, two awesome players in the third, and if a couple of those guys get hurt, like, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it just looks, yeah, you made that trade, and it that's what happened. And I'm like, well, it's not because you made the, you know, you didn't do bad because you made the trade. It, you, like, if your players don't stay healthy in fantasy, that's how it goes. But it is scary to think about Joe drafting two top five or top six players, and if he drafts well throughout the rest of the draft, it's like, how the hell did we let this dude get Eckler and Najee that, and or that, whatever? Yeah, that. I mean, but no matter how you draft that, too, if you draft two players in the first round and if one of them gets hurt, that's a huge... Yeah. That, I mean... That, I mean, that's that's fantasy football. Yep. That's a lot of stock he's putting in those two players. Yeah, Weddle's mean, big on... Weddle says you lost the trade. I, I, so. I don't agree with that. You you give me two top five picks, I win the league. Negative. I win the league. It's over. Do you remember last year, I don't know year, what West? Joe's going to do with him, but me, I win the league. Hey, do you remember last year? So last <laughs> year in the league... I know where you're going. Weddle has the very first pick. He picks McCaffrey, of yep. course. Everyone did. He was super happy about it. He declared victory after round, round three, two, and three. Third round. Third round. Yeah, so it comes around. He's got the 2-3 turn. Mm-hmm. He he drafts Clyde, Edward, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then he drafts Patrick Mahomes, and he automatically starts screaming, you guys are idiots. You let me draft the best running back, the best quarterback. Like, this league's over. The league was over, according to Weddo, in the first three picks for his team. Look, if, if luck had nothing to do with it, I'd be undefeated. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean that's that's how everything like fantasy completely depends on uh, for player health a lot of times. Like, like I I don't know if this is uh, a beer induced, but like every time I love my team, I don't have a great season, and every time I'm like, man, I don't know about this roster. I I have like my best fantasy seasons. I mean, I don't, I don't year, know, I don't years know. and years playing. How many times has it happened? You make a trade for a dude you really want, and the next week he gets hurt. Yeah. And oh you, yeah, happened and it, quite and, a few times. Yeah, but I mean that's a. It, was that a bad trade? No, like. In retrospect, well, yeah, it was a bad trade in the sense that... Yeah, why can't I see the future? I was at the <laughs> county fair last year, uh, Thursday night football game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, and I immediately start getting alerts from the boys. Like, ha, 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 LOL, <laughs> laughing emojis, you're done, uh, ha, ha. And I remember, like, I'm just sitting there, and my wife looks at me, and she's like, 
what's wrong? Are you not having fun? And I said, babe, I'm having the time of my life, but my fantasy football season's over. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you would have been at home watching that game, he would have never got hurt. Well, he scored a touchdown. You got to take this more seriously, Wendell. Ah, man. You act like you got kids you got to take to the fair, dude. That's ridiculous. (laughs) No, I mean, it's... That, I mean, that's the risk you take, and it's, yeah, I just, like, and I, I completely understand Weto's point of view, saying, like, oh, two first wins it. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's kind of weird when you got two first and you're not making another pick to the fourth. That's so, going to hurt. Like, he's going to grab his first two people and be like, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and then, like, he's going to be watching these people tick off the board, round two, round three, because these real-life t- drafts with 12 human beings look a lot different than these mock drafts. Yeah. So, like, you're going through two, you're going down three, and you're going on four, and you're like, holy shit, is my second back about to be, what you say, A.J. Dillon? Yeah. Like, is my second wide receiver about to be Brees Christian Hall. Kirk? Like, Brees Hall. Common, common thinking would be, if you got the two first-round picks, you'd mm-hmm. be, okay, you can get a top, top-tier top running back and a top-tier receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. you can look at it like, Maybe I need two running backs because you come back in the fourth, nothing's left. Well, if you take two receivers, then maybe you're really in trouble on running backs. But then you're grabbing, you know, you're essentially trying that zero RB at that point. I, th- I think I think I'd while out, and that would be my strategy. That's, that's what I told him. But I, I think I'd take Cup and Jefferson five and six. That's what I told him. <laughs> but if you, I mean, say you take, because he's got four and five. Mm-hmm. He takes, sake of argument, uh, Henry Cup. Mm-hmm. And then comes back in the fourth, and it's like, okay, now you're really dependent. Like, you know, tiers one through three of running backs, receivers gone, probably tier four of running backs at that point. And would like, that's what you're looking at. I I told him the same thing. I and, told him, and I think we we Jeff's try we try to mock, we try to mock with it, and you know, Joe was in there with us, mm-hmm. and he ends up with uh, I think in the fourth it was Jalen Waddle. He had a good team. Doesn't Jalen Waddle doesn't sound bad, mm-hmm. but I'm not as high as on Jalen Waddle this year with Tyreek Hill there. Yeah, you're essentially drafting a two receiver, and I'm not and I'm not pooping on Jay's or Joe's pick. It, no, no, it's so I get exactly what you're saying. I I disagree with your Jalen Waddle take. I think he's still having a great year, but I get what you're saying. He grabbed two bad number one guys, badass running backs. But his next two picks were number two wide receivers on those teams, is what you're saying. Like at the end of the day, they're still not even the the number one guy, yeah. is what you're saying. And I get that. I mean, but that's what makes us badass. It's the risk, it's the reward. Yeah. We'll see we'll see how it goes. I mean, we could be t- you know, the funniest thing is best case scenario is you guys both have middle of the, the pack teams. We're into own we're into uncharted territory here. Yeah. Parts yeah. unknown. Parts like unknown. The, I have like it, the warrior. I have it up right here. Barcelona in the first round. Forcing Joe took Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler, right? Those are his fifth and sixth pick. In turn, now going back, uh, Wesley here with, with his two first round picks, you went Debo Samuel, CD Lamb, correct? And with your two third round picks, you went James Conner and T. Higgins. So that that's pretty much the trade there, right? Like we talked about it before the podcast. In real life, Wes is going to have two running backs and two wide receivers in those spots. And in the first three rounds, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot so, of good running backs, a lot of good receivers. I mean, you He's could gonna look, look all right. You could look at it where I traded him Austin Eckler for uh, Ceedee Lamb and and uh, like James, James Conner. And you'd rather have Eckler, right? And I yeah, said I'd I rather would, have I the, I'd rather have the James Conner Ceedee Lamb. I or or you look at Debo and 
you know, yeah, Debo yeah. and James Conner. Am I a fool? Because, like, standing, that would be my strategy. Give me Cup and Jefferson, and I'll worry about the rest later. That, no, that would be my strategy. No, because honestly, like, yes, to win fantasies, you need running backs, but at the end of the day, it's just points. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson and Cooper Cup are going to get you more points than probably any of these running backs. And yes, it's risky as fuck, but they're going to put up points. And you're, Weddle said earlier, like, he's like, give me, like, give me, you know, Jeff and Wes is my other roster spots. Like, I'm going to get points with yeah. those guys. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I like it, dude. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be interesting seeing how it rolls. Wet, the, the way I put it is, Wes, you really, like, put faith on your drafting skills. You know what I mean? Like, good value. Because anybody could pick the first three picks. You know what I mean? Like, it's all going to be the same players that go. And if, if you're successful doing this, like, like if you if you run off 12 wins and are in first place, like you're going to see scenarios next year. Well, no one will ever do it again. No, no one will ever do it again. Where dudes are going to be like, hey, my, who wants my first round pick? No one will ever do it again. And last year, I was trying to get this, this trade done the way Wes had it. Yeah. And... Four-string Joe agreed and bailed last second on me last year. I don't know what made him do it this year with Wes. I don't know if he just liked the players better this year. Was that one of those, like, you guys proposed it and you guys both hit yes, and at the same time, both you guys were like, oh, shit. Well, who sent it? Was it, Did you actually send it? Or I, did... I sent him one, and I think I offered him one in 10, mm-hmm. and then he wanted one in eight, and I looked at it, and I, I kind of looked at where what I've been mocking in round eight, and I was like, eh, like, I, you know, I mean, pretty much like after seven, it you're a lot of it stabs, man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're just <laughs> trying to like hope I get a hit here. That that would be my strategy. Like I say, cup at five, Jefferson at six, and I would draft every rookie running back in the last four rounds. Because we've, we, we've, we've <laughs> I would, I would, dude. We've talked, we've talked about this before. It's like once you get out of the first five, six, seven rounds. Yeah, I mean that's where you're starting to take some shots and. What, so our, ours is, our, sticking with the fantasy, ours is a 12-team league. What pick would you, if you could pick any spot to be in and, One, and, and your least favorite spot? Does that make sense? Yeah. I, least favorite spot, pick number three. Three? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because it's a two-tier running back one type. Because of to me, say you take either of these two, JTT and McCaffrey. Say, look, those two are probably gone in every draft. Yep. At three... They're all the same player, dude. Like Eckler, Henry, Najee, Mixon, all these dudes. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Cooper Cup. Yep. Justin J- All these dudes. That's the same guy from pick three to pick nine to me. Like you, you're going to get one of those guys, and they're all pretty much the same. Yep. That's why I'm at, at nine, I'm happy with that. Like you guys take who you want, and I'm going to get a player that's very similar, very close, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. And, and I had that, like you're saying, like if you're picking at three, you can make the legitimate argument to take Cooper Cup. Yeah. But then you take Cooper Cup and you're waiting forever. Forever to see what running backs are just left for you. Mm-hmm. If any. So in my opinion, at one, there's it's pretty much a two horse race, right? And and uh, then a lot yeah. a lot of times at three, what happens is if whatever you take at three, whether it be a running back and you want a running back running back, you're coming back around, you're seeing what running backs available. He's not worth that second round, but now you're stretching putting that guy into the second round because, well, I needed I need that spot. Yeah, and my you over and over my favorite spot to draft in is twelve thirteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always been my favorite. Uh, like 
I have a blast. I, I, I feel like I have a blast every time at 12 and 13 because it's <laughs> in the first round you get like you get a you, you essentially get two tier, you know, pretty high tier players. Two top 12, 10 dudes. Yeah. And then then you're just kind of like you're just waiting for what falls to you. So that's really why you made this trade because he gets to pick back to back in rounds two and three. That's badass. So, right? so you're right next to each other. Yeah. So are, are we all in agreement here that, that three is probably the worst spot that we want to be in? This year, yes. In a draft? What's, yeah. what's the best spot? It, it depends on year. Yeah. My, well, my best, the best spot I think every year is, I love 12, 12 13. and 13. Like, I, I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, to me, you'd have to really, like, where's your limit on which, you know, yeah. which one of these 10, 11, 12 guys are going to fall? I really like to spot them in at nine. I feel like there's a lot I can do right there. I'll say nine's probably my favorite. Depending on how high you are on uh, JTT or McCaffrey, I guess one would be your favorite spot. You know, if you think, oh, McCaffrey going to put up 400 fucking points this year, yeah, one would be your favorite. But me personally, three worst, I'll say nine best. Is there is there any? Because there's dudes out there that that will not take McCaffrey in the first two three picks. And and that's on them. And a lot of times you pick at twelve thirteen, you'd be surprised what falls to you. Because mm-hmm. someone always like you think, oh, this guy gets pushed. You know, he gets taken in every mock right here. You know, he's never fallen to me. And then the draft happens. You're like, man, what the hell? That's like, the best. You're like looking I mean, around like something happened. I we were, I was doing a mock the other day, and the guy in the the computer, you know, mocking on sleeper in the computer, 12 and 13 took Jamar Chase and Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Like, give it to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and. <laughs> Like like we're talking earlier, like I had Christian McCaffrey last year, and my season after he got hurt, and then there I am at two, like staring at him again. I am comfortable taking him once again. Why? Why is that, Jeff? Huh? Because you, I don't know. No, it's your line. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. It was funny though. Drafty Christian McCaffrey, and I, I told Jeff, I'm, I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey too. And he's like, but 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 he screwed up your season last year. Like, and I said, that's fine, bro. If I'm going to have a shitty time at prom, I'm going to be there with the prettiest girl in school. <laughs> right? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Whatever. Let's do it. It was hilarious when he said I'll, it earlier. I'm gonna put that corsage on, on, on McCaffrey's wrist again and we're gonna we're gonna go do the, the He's like, electric yeah. slide, bro. He's like, Yeah, yeah, it was a shitty date, but I took the hottest date to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So Wes, if you're a one, would you take McCaffrey or would you take JT? Or Najee or whoever? I really I really don't like being one this year. But if you were and you had to. Gun to your head. I mean, safety-wise, I'd take JTT. Mm-hmm. Rudd the Stud, in both of our fantasy football leagues, coincidentally enough, has the number one pick in both drafts. Uh, interviewed him today, and he said that he's taking JTT in one league, Christian McCaffrey in the second league. But which, which one's the one in two league? Uh, trying to do some intel on myself because I have the two pick, and it seems like he's going uh, JTT in the, in the Bagman League, League of Record. That's smart. And he's going Christian McCaffrey in uh, that other league. Yeah, because in that other league, you get double points for wide rec- yeah. for if they ca- if the running back catches a touchdown. Yeah. So yeah, that's the play if you're him. I mean, if if he had real nuts though, he would pick the same player because yeah, you pick the one that you is right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because but my only problem with safety wise, you take JTT. The I just. Like I said, I think I said it last week, JTT is just, he he's amazing. But he's not that much more amazing than Christian McCaffrey is that much more amazing when he's healthy. Yeah. 
Okay, look, let's let's do one better. If you have the three pick and JTT and McCaffrey are gone, who you take? Like hypothetical. Oh, you have the three pick, huh? No, I don't. I don't. Oh. I don't. And, and I'll tell you who I will take. And, and call me crazy. Like you, you guys talked about it last week. Like I, I probably lean Najee, bro. I, I we talked about it because the work rate's gonna be there. He's gonna get two hundred twenty-five, two hundred thirty touches. And it's not a, it's not a Bengal Steelers thing. Like I would, oh, I, I like mixing over Najee at three. No, I'm. Oh, I'm, just in general. Yeah, because okay. with the with the improvement in the offensive line, Steelers still have a bunch of question marks on their offensive line. Like I'll take, I'll take the more high powered offense and mixing. Last year, Najee Harris's yards per carry weren't good. It, it was under four, right? It was like, like three point eight or something like that. The Bengals aren't going to have a loaded box against them. So at three, though, who would you take? Since you don't have a first round pick, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'd go Eckler, dude, just because that offense I think is going to be nice. The he only w- passes. The only worry with Eckler is that rookie running back they brought in. But didn't they draft him in like the fourth but, or fifth round? Like, I mean, yeah, I know he's got his last name Spiller. He, he's got ties to NFL history, but I don't know, man. Eckler, Eckler yeah, ain't I, let I, us down. I would probably lean Eckler in an. I mean, you're definitely looking at what Henry Eckler in Cup. I would narrow it down to Henry Eckler Cup. And do you roll the dice and just take Cup? Cup's going to put up more points. Trade back. Trade back. Cup's going to put up more points. Yeah, of course. Uh, you're, you're talking about fourth-round draft pick, Isaiah Spiller, Texas A&M, right? Yeah. Is he, is he related to CJ? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's him and... Uh, and I'd like to see some interesting Cook. trades. Like, if, if say you're at three, someone's in love with one of those players... And you trade back a few spots in the first round. Say, say someone offers you, "Hey, I got the seventh pick. You got the third. Let's trade." Where, like, how? What? What do you want for that? Give me a fourth round, or whatever. You know, like that. Like, is that, it, that's the best part about sleeper too. You could do it during the draft. Is an extra fifth rounder worth dropping a few spots in the first round? A few spots, absolutely. Yeah, because five or six, maybe not. Because just what we were talking about, like, there's. Yeah. Eight, nine players there that are dr- virtually the same. Dropping from two to seven, no. Dropping from three to seven, absolutely. Great. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You imagine like you're picking at, say, say I'm picking at nine, and the guy at 12 is like, oh, I got to jump this dude to get this player. Like, all right, I'll give you my nine pick. You give me your 12 pick, and then I'll take your fifth round pick. And like, say say the guy I wanted, I, I, I was like, I think he'll still be here. Like. That, this is badass. Let's draft right now. Get the flights ready. We're going to Vegas. Let's go. Let's get we- it done. Wheels up. <laughs> Wheels up. Oh, this is going to be fun, boys. A uh, lot and, planned. Yeah, and I think like trades like that just make it fun. It's interesting to see how it you know, works out. Yeah, so if you losers haven't went to sleeper yet, there's a lot going on on that app. And, and even if you guys aren't doing it live, you're doing it remote, you can trade picks during the live draft. It's it's bad. This it's cool. Sleeper's definitely where it's at. If if we had like we have a lot of guys in our league that are very like involved in all this shit. Mm-hmm. The only thing is a lot of them are scared because like you guys said, it's uncharted territory and trading picks and stuff. Yeah. But if we could get the guys more on board with during the draft, like, hey dude, I'll, you you want to trade up a couple picks? You want? I'll take the seventh round. Trade up a couple picks, dude. You just stack it up. But 
But then again, you also have to look at, you kind of have to trade pick for pick also because you can only have so many roster spots. So every time you would trade back, you'd be like, all right, I'll give you my very last pick plus, you know. There's a world where I have like three first round picks, two third round picks, and in, like 11, 14 in, drafts. I, 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 <laughs> now, I think it's interesting too, like you could just not worry about trading the extra picks and either that the guy who has you too have to many. cut them. Or, yeah, the guy has too many at the end, he cuts one and the guy who didn't have enough he has to go peruse free agency that's trash. true that'd be cool let's get it done boys it's great it's gonna be good it's exciting yeah. stuff yeah we're getting as you know as we get closer the uh you know the fantasy stuff heats up i and man the and we're only like one day in the camp already got some nfl stories the mm-hmm. Of course, the NFL going back to camp has overshadowed every sport. Like nobody cares about the MLB anymore. Trade the, deadline the up, only but... thing they care about is one if Juan Soto and Shohei Otani are going to be traded. And NFL is king. The Bagman podcast as soon as training camp opened ended talks of any other sport. It's... I do want to see what a trade for Juan Soto looks like. Yeah. So, uh, who's going to mortgage like their entire? Future. As, as it stands here, so the trade deadline, we're about we're about three, four days away from the, yeah. the MLB trade deadline, right? As it stands right here, I, I, I'm i reading from multiple outlets this morning uh, saying that the Padres, as it stands right now, are the front runner to land him. This is, it's going to be wild, bro, because he, you essentially have him for three years in, with his current contract before you have to give him quite possibly going to become the first ever half a billion dollar I mean, do you contract. really, do you really think he's getting traded and just going to continue to play on his contract. No, 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 no. Like, 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 you'll. He's got to have a contract in place on the trade. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's going to be on the back end. So the 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 first his contract is what his contract is right now, unless you restructure it. But why would you? You'll just pay him the yeah. five hundred on the back end. Do they have signing bonuses? No, it's it, it's all guaranteed money, brother. Yeah, baseball. But I mean, like, he's not going to get a signing bonus to kind of. Could he could? I mean, I mean, you 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 yeah. You can work the contract however instead you want. of making there's no five hundred thousand a year for the next three years. I'm sure he wants some of that money now. He 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 essentially turned down a 15 year 450 million dollar contract with the Nationals. Yeah, so was, that's a trash contract. Yeah, so he's that's he's he's not going to be there anymore, dude. Like he's he's going to get traded. It's essentially who's who's uh who's prepared to mortgage everything for a. And if the now if the Padres went out, are they winning the series this year? Well, if the season ended today, they would qualify as one of the wild card teams. I don't see them catching the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers have the best record in the National League. But if they trade for Soto, will they win? They're a legit contender to win the World Series. Yes, they are. Okay. Yes, they are. Because you're talking about a roster with Manny Machado, also third baseman, Fernando Tetis Jr. Took bat- batting practice for the first time all year yesterday. Like he'll 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 be back in a few weeks. Uh, a pitching staff that consists of 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 uh, Clevenger, there's, Darvish. There's no way. Uh, there's no way you're trading your entire farm system for this dude if you're not winning this year. If that that's got to be the belief, if right? That, if that trade happens, I am comfortable saying that they would be either second or third on FanDuel to win the World Series behind or in front of the Yankees and Dodgers and the Padres would enter throw the hand to the ring with 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 those three. Is there any chance Shohei gets dealt? No. Uh, rumor has it the Mets actually contacted the Angels a day or two ago uh, just to throw out a feeler, and the return was that they were absolutely not trading Shohei Otani. Yankees made a big trade. Uh, Andrew Benatendi, uh, World Series champion, played with the Red Sox, actually was just with the Royals, got moved to fill out another uh, outfield spot. That spells the end of Joey Gallo, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Joey, Jesus. Joey. Hey, Joey Gallo can't even hit the the gender reveal baseball. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Joey Gallo's gender reveal. <laughs> the guy swung and missed, and it just pink splatter on the floor. I, I, I don't get it, Joey Gallo. Big big time prospect. I think he was a first or second round draft pick. Uh, home run hitter. Like, like he, he hits 35, 40 home runs every season. But this guy strikes out something like 26% of his at-bats. Like, think about that shit. Like, just, just put the ball in play, Joey. Put the ball in play. It's, it's terrible. The Yankees hate him. Like, like the, the, the fans boo him when he comes up to play, to, 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 to the plate to hit. Like, yeah, that he's done. And this opens up uh, uh, John Carlo to play more DH. Yeah, yeah, which, which I mean, for a, a guy who's had a ton of injuries in his career, his first couple of years to the Yankees were, I mean, not good. Like, like he got to the point where he he was he was getting booed by by the home crowd as well. But yeah, like you want what John Carlo does on defense, like it it, it doesn't matter. Like it, it, it's what he does at the dish right now. If you can, Benatendi is a better outfielder than John Carlo Stanton. DK if, Metcalf is finalizing a three year extension with the Seahawks. Wow, good for him. Breaking what? news. Do, 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 do. What an idiot. I'm just kidding. No, you're gonna get paid. Get paid. W- w- wants to get paid. Wonder what that money looks like. Is the, is that already up? Not yet. Live yeah. news, but it yeah it should be real interesting to see. Uh, I mean I think got Joey Gallo's his, that probably numbers his days with the Yankees. Yeah, he'll They're, he'll be DFA'd like 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 he'll he'll. What about Patty the Batty teabagging on boy? Yeah, Patty the Batty kept his word, went for the teabag after the big win. Yep, yep. Meatball Molly, they had that place rocking, bro. Yeah. Patty the Batty and Meatball Molly. The, the main event didn't live up to the hype. Did you guys watch the main event? Yeah, blades and the guy tore his ACL. It was it was awful. Uh, I think uh, Dave Portnoy said it was like the best sporting event he's ever been to. Really? Yeah, he said that that London crowd was rocking. And did and, you guys see the thing like before when uh, before the weigh-ins and all that? Like when Patty the Batty was kind of fat and all that. They they saw those two together, Molly and him, mm-hmm. and they were. She said they were calling them Chris and uh, Meg from Family Guy because they got so fat. <laughs> He's got that haircut. He's got that Chris Griffin haircut. And the best was was was, was when Patty was doing his ring walk. Uh, Meatball Molly's out there with a Patty wig with a bottle of whiskey, just throwing it all over herself, partying like like the like nobody cared about the main event, even the co-main event. Like people were there to see Patty Pimbet and and Molly McCann, and it lived up to the hype. Right, Molly won with a span- spinning back fist. And, and that girl she was fighting dude was put together. Did you see her? Hannah Goldie? Yeah, I wish I looked like that. Yeah. Lats <laughs> lats for days. Hey, your top five today is going to be fucking awesome, dude. And it's such a weird thing when you say it. It sounds weird. We'll get to that. Let's get to it, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, we got, uh, we're, we're kind of there. Yeah, we covered we covered a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of fantasy news. Fantasy Hell talk yeah. today. Retro, bringing it back. Yeah, vintage. Vintage. It's an exciting time of the year, boys. Vintage bagman. Mm-hmm. We're we're like what thirty days away from there being football for the, the rest of the, like the yep. next six months. The uh, I think it's time for Weddows top five. Uh, outside the box top five today. What we're doing? Uh, we actually came up with it at uh, earlier today. Me and Jeff. I am ranking the top five sounds. Like not right. Okay. It sounds top, weird, but it this sounds is weird. Be great. But let me get to it. Top five sounds. Uh, just out of the gate, number five, the fifth best sound in the world. I'm waiting for the history behind each sound. 
<laughs> no. Uh, number five is going to be the shuffling of a of a card deck at a blackjack table. Oh yeah, love that sound. That's, that's number five. You're 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 drinking free beers at the at the at the blackjack table at the poker table in Vegas. Speaking of beers, and every five minutes, <laughs> I don't even know how to make the sound. Great sound number five: the shuffling of a card deck at a blackjack table. Uh, number four is going to be uh, the sizzling of a steak on a grill. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice fire. You got the pellets warmed up underneath. Yeah. I'm no vegan. I know what you're talking about. You, you throw a nice nice ribeye on there, and you just hear the tss. You seen him right there. Of a steak. Correct? You have seen his face, boys. Number three, best sound in the world is the crack of a baseball bat, preferably a wood, ash, or maple, on a fastball thrown over the plate that just goes goes yard. The crack of a big... <laughs> the crack of a baseball bat. Number three. Uh, number two is gonna be the uh, s- the the glass breaking on the initial Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song. You yeah, know what I mean? A good one. Like I get it, bro. Hooking up with chicks is cool, but have you guys ever heard Stone Cold Steve Austin's music when you're not expecting it? Right. <laughs> That's number two, bro. The, the glass breaking Stone Cold Steve Austin theme song. By God. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, number one, in my opinion, the greatest sound in the world is gonna be two claps and a Ric Flair. Woo. Yep. That's the best sound in the world, in my opinion. A classic Ric Flair. Woo! Dude, there's so many and things. I didn't say your favorite song because I need you to talk about it. The, the I left it outside the top five. The opening of the beer can. Yeah, I yep. mean, great sound. I, if I had another ice can, cold beer can, you know, like yeah, where, where you're tapping the, you're tapping it, yeah. and then you. If I had another one in here, we'd we'd pop another one. But yeah, like 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 another close call is like the packing of a can of dip. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, or clapping them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> another good one. Is the break on a pool table? Oh, oh that's loud. That nice little yeah. class. That's a good one, dude. What about what about the the HBO intro? Like the static. The yeah, that's a good one. Hey, speaking of beer cans, like when a champagne bottle pops, like boom. Yep. Like a, uh, or a whiskey and cork. Like, similar to the baseball bat is that the perfect golf swing. Yeah. When it's in teeing off, I wouldn't know what, what that. No, like. I mean like when. I'm talking like you're hitting with your iron and make perfect contact, and that sound, that sound you get on a perfect iron hit, mm-hmm. just that. I thought you were gonna have something like baby's laughter on there, no. or like the rainfall. No. What about what about the 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 ringing of a bell like at the end of a boxing round, or like a uh, 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 the end of a wrestling match? The, like cla- the, the, the classic, wood, yeah. the wood clap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's it's in in the 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 crackling of of a record. You get an old vinyl and you throw it on and you start playing it and that initial like little the the staticky NFL, sound. The NFL intro mm-hmm. for the primetime games. Like when you hear that sound, you just come running. Dun, 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 dun. What about the 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 initial the initial rev of a lawnmower? <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? Here's one. Oh, play Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Finish him. That's a good sound. How about how, how about the swoosh of a perfect jump shot that hits oh. nothing but net? Yeah, that's, that's, good. that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. Or when or when old boys screaming, bang when they hit a three, bang. Oh yeah, Mike 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 Breen. When I play on, blackjack, on call. when I play blackjack and I double down on an eleven or a ten, when the cards coming out, don't even know what it is. I'm, 
bang! I'm trying to talk it into existence, <laughs> about, and it's like a five. <laughs> what about the Michael Buffer? Like, like not the let's get ready to rumble, but the initial like, uh, oh yeah, uh, like that. Yeah, let's get ready to rumble. Hey, oh, we could do these all sound. day. It's a yeah. great sound. It's a great sound. And all the best sounds are sports. Yeah, sure. When you RKO a four year old into the pool, that's a good sound. <laughs> <laughs> Me, me, me tapping the snooze button on my phone to get five more minutes. Yeah, <laughs> a strike in bowling. Is oh, a great that's yeah, song. yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. What about if you listen closely, the nacho cheese pouring <laughs> on a bowl of chips? <laughs> the first you got to listen closely. The for first that crunch one, into a crunchy taco. Yeah, yeah. It's a into good a Doritos Locos taco. <laughs> yeah. What's your go-to Doritos Loco taco? There's there's different yeah, ones. You got a cool ranch. You got the cool oh, ranch they, sucks. I've never the, had the, the cool the, ranch. The, 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 the flaming one's pretty solid. Nice red shell. I li- I like the Doritos Locos tacos, but like I don't go there and say, oh, let me get a let me get a Dorito taco. It has to be like I'm good with a a taco supreme like a regular. What about the sound of like a perfect dap with your boy? Like oh, what up yeah. dog? What up dog? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because there's some dudes that like they can't pull that off. Like the initial perfect cup of the hand. What's up? I don't know. Or like when you come home and your kid's like, "Dad." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to get uh, too sentimental, but uh, yeah, that's best there's sound. a lot of good sounds. It's the best boy. sound in the world. Yeah, I mean, but all the best sounds are sports. Mm-hmm. The first, the first sound you hear when you kick someone in the stomach right for the Stone Cold Stunner. The, yeah, oh. the great sound. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, Rocky Two, the the bell. Like like from the the initial training montage, you know what I'm talking about? Where where Adrian's in the hospital and she wakes up and she's like, you know, there's one thing I want you to do for me. Win. Win. And then about <laughs> boom. Like, oh man, I'm gonna go do some push ups right now just thinking Going about Going back that to shit. your Stone Cold one when you, when you hear the the Rocks OG one. If you yeah. smell like ah, That's pretty let's good. Let's go. That's pretty good. The uh the like if you're the initial like body slam on a mat mm. uh, at like a wrestling show, like those mics really Accentuate the the crunch of the bones on when, the old wood mat. When Ric Flair gives his final gasp, <laughs> <laughs> hey, he said it, bro. I'm so like, sick of watching so, Ric Flair. Shit. So, so he's getting interviewed by by the guy promoting it, Conrad Thompson. It's his son in law. Like he's the guy putting this together, and uh, and uh, he stripped out of ass. I'm like, like, why do you feel so sure that you're gonna you you and you and your son in law Andrade El Idolo are gonna beat Jay Lethal and uh, Jeff Jarrett Sunday Night Live? From the Nashville Fairgrounds. Brother, because I'm prepared to die. <laughs> and he's not. And then Conrad freaked out. He's like, let's not say that, Rick. Let's not say that. I mean, n- nobody's going to die. Rick Flair might die. Not on purpose. 73 years old with a pacemaker. Like, He's got a pacemaker? So, yes, D- dude. DK's a three-year, 72 million. Oh. That's a lot. It's not that much more than Christian Kirk, though. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's crazy, huh? Christian Kirk has the best agent. Like, Christian Kirk has Bobby Bonilla's agent. It's quite a bit more than Christian Kirk. <laughs> no, Christian Kirk was like 22 a year, right? I thought he was more like 18. Whatever I, it is, it's, I don't it's, know, it's, man. it's still about 15 million too much. Either way, I mean, DK's is what, like 23 and a half a year, 24? Like, that's that's pretty badass, but... Man, that's that's a lot of money to not have a quarterback throwing you the football. Well, I mean, he he wanted to get paid because he knows he's about to have the worst season of his career, and he got paid. So, hey, good thing we passed on him and drafted. Uh, oh boy, I can't remember his name. Andy now. Isabella. Yeah, he's been looking real good in camp. We cut I mean, him? I mean, no, 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 no. He's looking good in camp. I'm hearing some good things. Apparently, he's in the best shape of his life. 
coming to, coming into camp. Weird. <laughs> did did he did he grow to be six four two twenty five? Andy Isabella was such a flop that we've drafted Andy Isabella's replacement two years in a row now. And we picked up the right? the MVP of what league? The the USFL. Yeah. He was the league MVP and the championship game MVP. Yeah. When you guys sent me that, I was like, oh, we got, we got nice. Him. We got him. <laughs> you, guys, <laughs> you guys are going to have the Cardinals by far. Yep. By far have the best under, like, under six foot skill players in the league. How many? They got Rondell Moore, Kyler Murray, <laughs> Marquise Brown. Oh my God! You're making this sound real bad. Buddha Baker. You guys have <laughs> they're all little dudes. You guys have the smallest skill players in the NFL. It's yeah. all right though, because I'm sure JJ Watt's going to give us five or six games a season. And he's going to go as hard as he possibly can before that body shuts down again. He'll definitely tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how like many, all the donations he does and stuff. Like so, he has to tell everybody. So you're a you're a yeah yeah. So you're a you're a Bengals fan, correct, Wesley? Yeah. Okay, I'm a Cardinals. Breaking fan. news. Uh, how many more wins do you think the Bengals are going to have than the Cardinals this year? Uh, Careful. I don't know. Like you really, I, it ain't that many. Got to break down the schedules. Just off the top of your head, I haven't four, even looked. Three, I honestly haven't two, really looked at the six, Cardinals. Three less eight, than the Cardinals. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever he was going to say, I was going to say bet. <laughs> I'll put two, two more. It's not enough. Hey, tell him what we're going to do because he has to do it too, and he doesn't know yet. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're we're gonna do the over under challenge. We're gonna put something like five bucks on every team, over unders, and see who comes up with the most correct at the end of the year. So obviously we have to go through the entire year schedule and put wins and losses on everybody. Because if you don't, you're gonna be like, what did you say? Like, how do I have seventy five percent of the teams yeah. hitting the over? You, you have to literally <laughs> sit down and do it game by game. Because if you're not like you're you're gonna look at it, you're gonna be like, what do you mean? I bet twenty three overs and seven unders. <laughs> how does this make sense? Over, over, over. over. That's, that's a John Gruden. Win, 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 win. Hey, the reason I kept saying dog on the the episode was that one video where that high school kid, yeah. he's, he's like he's every a, single person, he's like, Wes, he's a dog, Wes. <laughs> Dog, Weddo, Weddo, best announcer in the league. Dog, <laughs> Jeff calls me and he's like, "Check this out. This is how I talk about all my boys at work." Dog, dog. This dude's a dog. Dog. He's a baseball player, but guess what? He's playing football. Dog. <laughs> I love that video, dude. That guy's the ultimate hype man. Yeah, that's that's the one you want out. Hang out with the boys. Everybody's a dog. What it's the Cardinals over under? Eight and a half. We did it the other day. And and I'm I'm not lying, Wes. Like I was being very pessimistic. Like I was sitting there going, "Ah, we're probably gonna lose that one. Ah, that's close, but we'll probably lose." And we had it at nine and eight. Okay. And I was being a dick with some of them. Like, but that's why Vegas <clears throat> is so good. I know at what they yeah. do. Like, if you really really look at it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's close, man. Like I, and there's we there's, have a tough schedule. There ain't that many teams that come. I mean, it doesn't seem like that many teams that just completely blow their over-under out of the water. No. No, because even the teams that are really good, their over-unders are at 10 and 11. I mean, I I know last year in... The Bengals one. The, yeah, we did call that one just because it was... Was that like I five said, and a half? Yeah, we said... Five and a half. We, <laughs> good yeah, Lord. We said Joe Burrow accounts for at least six, seven wins. Yeah. I do re- like. There was no world where I thought even the Bengals would make it. Maybe make it to the playoffs. And like I think. I think what we talked about was 
Andy Dalton wins six, seven games with that Bengals team. Joe Burrow can do that. I remember not being like, never once saying the Bengals would make a run in the playoffs or anything, and I was very confident that they win more than five and a half games. That was one we hit on for sure. Jet West picked them to win the AFC, and he was right for the first time since I didn't pick them to I'm win the AFC. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's giving you the plug. Hey, if you guys want to get on a FanDuel uh, Shohei Otani odds boost today, we don't. Uh, Shohei Otani record one hit and eight plus strikeouts. You can get that at plus 170, boosted up from a plus 115 on FanDuel. I know he does that all the time, but eight strikeouts is a lot. Maybe for the common man. Yeah, that's true. That was a lot for him that he had a bad outing that last time. Which means he's going to have a good one this time. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't wrong. All right, we covered a lot. Mainly, feels nice to be back and to be able to cover the NFL for all day. Every episode we do, I'm like, this is the best episode we ever fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. Yo, Adrian, we did it. Y'all have a great night.